Friends, the uh, church calls for a short homily on Palm Sunday, uh, given the length of the gospel. But I even think more fundamentally just to let uh, that passion narrative sit and really speak for itself. So I, I just want to offer two really brief thoughts. The first is really to enter into the roller coaster of emotions that this liturgy of this week represents for us, the drama of the Christian mystery. Uh, even within this liturgy, we started in the back with a ton of hope, with triumph. Jesus entering into the city with, with the hopes that this king was going to save the day. This king was going to ride in and, and everybody was hopeful that, that it was going to end uh, with sort of the triumph of God's kingdom over the oppressing uh, powers. And yet we end this passion narrative sort of in tragedy, in devastation, in despair, hopes unfulfilled. Seemingly the one who promised, the king who promised to save the day has died. We kind of have to sit there and wait till Sunday. We, we sort of sit in that. And because the roller coaster of this liturgy and of this week is, is the drama of the Christian mystery. It's from death to life. It's darkness to light. It's joy and sorrow, it's ups and downs, it's, it's the whole of our human life caught up in the drama of the Christian life. And so enter into that, right? We're, we're at different places always in, in the Christian life. We have ups and downs, we have periods of consolation and desolation, periods of joy and sorrow, periods of death and life, light and darkness. That's the entire drama of this week that we get to enter into. So enter into that roller coaster uh, of emotion that is this liturgy and the entire Holy Week. The second thought is just, uh, I like each year to, to mention one thing that's unique to the passion narrative of this year. So, you know, we have four passion narratives um, and John, we always hear on Good Friday and the other three we get in uh, the three-year cycle. And each of them have a couple details that are unique to them only. And I like to think of the Gospels as like a quartet of voices that give us different accents and uh, different uh, harmonies on, on the Passion story. One of the lines that's unique to Luke is Jesus from the cross forgiving his executioners. Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. It's unique to Luke's telling of this Passion narrative. And I didn't realize till this morning, I got up early so I could read Pope Francis's a Palm Sunday homily, and he said, uh, he said when Jesus, it says Jesus said, Father forgive them, for they know not what they do, it actually says Jesus was saved. Jesus kept saying. I was like, that doesn't make any sense, because that's not what it's, that's not what the translation says in English. It just said, he said. So I looked at some other translations, and then I, so I went to the Greek, and sure enough, it's a continuous word. It's not the word that just means he said this. It's the word that means he kept saying. He was saying. And I was really touched by that. Francis made a big deal of that in his homily this morning. Because he said, like I can just picture it, that you can almost picture Jesus just whispering that over and over again as he's dealing with the pain. Almost like a, a way of distracting himself from the pain. He just keeps whispering over and over to himself, 
kept saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. They know not. A, like the refrain that he's whispering to himself to deal with the pain, but maybe also to strengthen himself to continue to forgive. Pope Francis really drew on this in, in terms of like that the process of forgiveness is ongoing. Those who have really hurt us, uh, who have caused us real pain, like it's, we can't say that one time and expect the healing to happen. It's an ongoing process of forgiveness. We have to keep saying, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. I was really touched by that because that moment when Jesus is in excruciating pain, right, a, a moment of most vulnerability, he's, he's strengthening himself to be able to forgive in that moment. And so I, I was drawn to that, and I just want to share that with you, that as we go about the hard work of living out the Paschal mystery, which means forgiving those who have hurt us, right? That's Jesus' example. Jesus, the cross, as we celebrate the cross this week, the cross does not say that pain, suffering, and death go away. It does not promise that. It promises that God has neutralized them. That's what it promises. It promises that God has disarmed them. That in response to violence, God has given us a remedy through the cross. That God has neutralized violence with peace. That he can disarm hatred with forgiveness. That's what the cross can do. It doesn't end pain, suffering, and death. But it neutralizes them. It puts them on God's terms. It gives us the ability, through peace and gentleness, not to respond to evil with evil. That's what he does from the cross. He charts a different course for us. He says, when someone hurts you, don't hurt them back. You just add more evil into the world. That's all you do. Disarm it. Respond back from evil with kindness, with peace, with gentleness. That's how you chart a different course for your life and for the world. So friends, as we work through this week, I think those words from the cross, uh, I hope we kind of echo them as, as, as a refrain. As Jesus kept saying, we keep whispering to ourselves, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. And let's enter into that spirit uh, of forgiveness. So friends, as we embark on this holy week, Let's enter into it, the roller coaster, all that the drama of the Christian mystery involves, right? The ups and the downs, the joys and the sorrows. Because it's in darkness and death this week that ultimately next Sunday we find the light.